This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, welcome everyone. Actually, Shachiano, uh, I think this is the first time we're sort of back on track with uh, Monday night, uh, Amar Aleph. We're caught up in the Ion uh, Shirim. Okay, Halavai Vaiter. So we're continuing on in the Gemara. The Gemara just went through the whole sugya of Pruravu. And the Gemara brought um, certain obligations one has to one's wife, that if somebody loves their wife like their own self, honors them more than themselves, guides their sons and daughters in their straight path, and marries them off close to their age of maturity, they, uh, about such a uh, parent, the Pasuk says, V'yadata kishalam oihalecha, and it will know you will know that your tent is at peace, which means uh, that that your home will be wholesome. So the Gemara continues: one who loves his neighbors, one who brings his relatives close. We're on the bottom line of Samach Beis one who marries the daughter of his sister, and one who lends. A sella to a poor man in his time of difficulty. So let's go through these things. One who loves his neighbors. Uh, certainly, uh, there's a mitzvah, nevertheless, one has a greater obligation to show friendship to one's neighbor. The same way, there's more of an obligation to a family member. There is more of an obligation of friendship to a neighbor. One who draws close his relatives. One who marries his sister's daughter. What is the idea of marrying um, one's sister's daughter? Toysus says a very interesting thing. Toysus says, most children are similar to the Ache Ha'im, to the brother of the sister. You hear this? Most of one's children are similar to the brother of one's sister. That being the case, one's niece will be similar to them. Meaning, Toysus is troubled. Why Davka, of someone who marries the, sister, the daughter of one's sister, why not the uh, daughter of one's brother? The answer is, most children are similar to the brother of the mother. So these, the niece the daughter of one's sister will be close in personality, most likely, to you. And therefore that will, uh, that will be a recipe for a peaceful marriage, and harmonious marriage, because you'll be marrying someone with uh, a similar personality to you. So instead of going and check, going to you know, the uh, matchmaker and checking off, going through a list of a hundred criteria and seeing if your uh, spouse meets that, you know that anyway, by the time you get married, you're going to find out that out of a hundred characteristics, you are not similar in any of them. But um, this way, if you marry your wife's, uh, your sister's daughter, you'll, uh, you're likely to have a more harmonious marriage. Okay, so the Pasuk says, Allah oz tikra, then you will call out, Vashem yane, and Hashem will answer. Teshavea, you will cry out, Vayoymer hineni, and he will say, "Here, behold, here I am." That pasuk says as follows: um, the beginning of that pasuk is 
Haloi farois laraev lachmecha, va'aniim merudim tavi bias. Actually, uh, recently I spent a Shabbos in Kerastir um, by Rab Shayala. And one of the things I read about him was that one of the Gedolim of the time, his name was the Maharshag, Rav Shimon Greenfield, who, uh, I remember Rabbi Obam once told me, he, the, he told me this when I first went into Rabbanos, Rav Shimon Greenfield writes in a tshuva that Rabbanim should try not to go to too many simchais. Why? <laughs> because if they do, then they will be uh, a glorified social director, but they'll end up not knowing anything. So this was the principle, this is actually comes from the Maharshag. Nevertheless, the Maharshag would travel every Matzai Shabbos to Karastir, to Reb Shaila. So they asked him, wait a second Rabbi, you don't go to Simcha, so why are you going to see the Rebbe for Matzai Shabbos Malavamaka? So he would say that that's because Yeshaya Hanavi made Reb Shaila a Rebbe. Where did, in this Pasuk that our Gemara quotes, it says, someone who feeds the poor and brings the downtrodden into his home, he, if he calls out, Hashem will respond. So that means the Nabi Yishai is saying that what is the key to having your tefillahs answered? If you feed the poor, that is the key. And uh, therefore the Marashag said, Rabbi Shailah is already appointed a Rebbe by uh, the Gemara Nyavamis and the Nabi Yishai. Okay, so the Gemara now brings um, seven memras of Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Lazar. And the simon is simon isha. One statement is about a woman, vikarka, land, azer, uh, helpmate, zois, this, shte habrechois, two graftings, tagri, a merchant, pischi, a, uh, lowly. Actually, it says pachsi. Okay. Amr Abelazar. Kol adam she'en lo isha enoi adam. Any man, who is not doesn't have a wife is forget about not having simcha, forget about not having Torah, besides not having bracha, but the person's not a man, meaning he's incomplete. Shenemer, um, as the pasuk says, zachar unekeva biraam, a male and female he created them. Vayikra eshemam. Adam, and he called them Adam, meaning man is incomplete without being married. So in other words, uh, one is only an Adam with the Zachar Nekeva. As the famous adage goes, before one gets married, they're incomplete. Once they get married, they're finished. Okay, so that's the the first step of the Gemara, that uh, without a wife, one is not a full Adam. V'amar Abelazar, Kal Adam she'en loy karka in Adam. If you don't own real estate, you're also incomplete. In other words, the Gemara is saying the Gemara is not in favor of rental. You should own land. Shenemar hashamayim shamayim lashem v'yaaretz nasan levnei Adam. To be complete, you need to own property. You need to own land. Okay. Um, so this is considered somewhat of financial advice. And it gives the person a certain uh, foundation and solid basis and a certain security because land is something that cannot be taken away. So that's statement number two. Statement number three. Now it's interesting. You know the Gemara in Saita says in that phase that 40 days before a person is created, the Baskal cries out, 
Ploini Laploini, and Bayezula Bayezula. So part of certain a person's identity, in a way, is the is the marriage one has and the and the property one has. I will make a helpmate opposite the person. Zacha, if a person merits, Oizrasai, the wife helps you. Loizacha, if you don't merit, Kenegdai, they stand up against you. So the, a wife could have one of two roles. If one is Zoicha, if you're fortunate, the wife helps him. If one is not fortunate, so then uh, she argues with him. And uh, every day is, you know, a person has to see today, will I be Zoicha, will I not be Zoicha? Ve'ika da Amri, another way of looking at this, Rebelaza Rami, Rebelaza Asasirak, Siv, the written, the way the word is written is Kenagdai. She whips him. But Vikarina on its red, Kenegdai, opposite him. So it could be written, she whips him. It could be read, read, uh, read opposite him. Zacha, if one is Zacha Kenegdai, she corresponds to him. She supports him. She corresponds to him. Loi Zacha Menagdasai. If he's not Zacha, she whips him. She beats him into shape. Ashkechei Rabbi Yosel Eliyahu. Rabbi Yosel found Eliyahu. Amar he said to him, I'm going to ask you my most difficult question. Okay, so right, if you meet Elio, you're going to ask him the most difficult He says, I don't understand. God said a wife is supposed to help the husband. How? In what way does she help the husband? Can you imagine here you have Rabbi Yossi. He's an Amoira. He asked Elio the toughest question on his mind. He could have asked him about Takfa Kayin. He could have asked him uh, this question. That, what does he ask him? He just doesn't get in what way is the Isha an Azar. What's the big help? He says, well, you don't understand. Man brings wheat home. Well, he chews the wheat. He brings home pishtan linen. Pishtan lave, she wears linen. So, no, she cooks it, she bakes it, she grinds it. She weaves it, she makes it into thread. Does it not come out that she illuminates his eyes and makes him stand on his feet? Basically, what do you mean, what's her help? She produces a final product from the raw material. It's interesting, what, Rabbi Yossi didn't know that? She, he didn't realize that? Maybe Rabbi Yossi thought he could have done it himself. Interesting. Okay. Vamar Rabbi Lazar. What does the Pasuk mean? Zois hapam. This time. Etsem me'atzamai. After Adam lived with Chava, he said, This time, a bone from my bone, ubasar mi and flesh from my flesh. Melame, this teaches Shabbat Adam al-Kobahima v'chaya. That Adam lived with every animal and wild animal, and he was not consoled, he was not at ease, until he lived with Chava. Now this is problematic for many reasons. Number one, Adam was um, commanded against Arayos. He was not allowed to live with animals. Did Adam actually live with animals? And B, it's strange to say that Adam lived with every animal. 
If I remember correctly, the Divrei David in the Taz on Rashi explains as follows. Ba means Adam probed the depth of the essence of every animal. And he realized that the giraffe was not his partner. He realized the gorilla was not his partner. Ad Sheba al Chava means he penetrated the the identity of what Chava was, and he realized that this is his helpmate. Va'amar Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar said, Ma'idich said, what does the Pasuk mean? V'nivrechu v'cha ko'el mishpachos adama. It will be blessed in you, all the families on earth. Amar le'ha kodesh baruchu Avram. The Lord said to Avram, V'nivrechu is the lashon of grafting. Shtei brechos toivos yeshli lahavrech bach. Two good graftings I could graft in you. Rus hamoyavia v'nama ha'amoyinus. I have two good graftings I want to graft into you. One is Rus the Moabite, and the other one is Naama the Amonis. Rus, of course, was the mother of Oived, the progenitor of Malchus Vesdavid. Naama was the mother of Rechavam, the son of um, Shloimai. And these two graftings, Hashem grafted into the Jewish people. Kol mishpachos ha'adama, we learn like this, afilu mishpachos hadaris ba'adama, even families that live on the earth, cavemen, Native American Indians, um, tribal people in the Far East, even they, ein mizbarachos ela are only blessed because of the Jewish people. Kol that's all the nations of the world. Afilus finois, even a boat. Habois migalia laaspamia, that comes from Galaya to Aspamia. From a place called Galaya to Aspamia, to Spain. Enon mezbarachos is only blessed. Ela Yisrael, only on account of Israel. All stocks, all mutual funds, all bonds, all... Business and commerce is successful or not based on the state of the Jewish people. We affect every detail of the world. Va'amar Rabbi Lazar. Now we have to bear this in mind based on one of Rabbi Lazar's advice that you have to own land. Rabbi Lazar says someone who doesn't own land is not an Adam. Va'amar Rabbi Lazar, Asidim kol bale umniyoy sheyamdu ala karka. All businessmen and merchants will eventually descend to work uh, on the land, and they're going to become farmers. <coughs> There's going to be a poverty that all merchants will eventually work the land. Shenemra, as the Pasuk says, They will come down from their boats, called Toivsei Mashot, anyone who held in or Malachim, Rowers, call all the sailors. Al will stand on the earth. There is no more lowly occupation than working the land, being a farmer. They will descend. So wait a second. Beforehand, Rabbi Lazar says everyone should own land, and here he's saying it's a low, the lowliest occupation is working the land. 
I think the simple answer would be, uh, yeah, you should definitely own the land. That doesn't mean you should be the one working it. You know, everybody knows if you want to make money, you get other people to do the work that you need to get done. Okay. Amar lay, Rebelezer Chazelhu Ara, Rebelezer saw a certain piece of land. The Shadibe Karva Leposya. That they were plowing in it. That they plant, excuse me, that they planted cabbage widthwise. Now, when you plow a field, it's much more uh, cost-friendly. It's much more practical to plow it lengthwise. Why? Because if you plow it lengthwise, you're going to be going up and down less times. If you plow it widthwise, you're going to be going back and forth so many times. Every time you go back and forth, you're skipping over pieces of land and you're losing the corners. So it's much more um, cost-effective to plow lengthwise. So he saw a guy who planted his cabbage widthwise. He said, Even if you would have planted lengthwise, it's still a bad kind of occupation. You're still better off going into business. Better to go into business. Rav al Labene Shivli. Rav once entered between Shivli. A shvil, standing grain. Chazinu de Kanaifan. He saw the grain was waving in the wind. It was a very beautiful, picturesque sight. It's nice to have a field. Amr Luhu Rav said, you know, nice try. Aesthetics are not everything. Amr Inaifis Isnufe. Wave all you want. You're better off being in business. You're better off being in commerce. I don't care how picturesque your field is. You're better off being in business. Amr Rava, Mea Zuza Beiska. If you have a hundred zuz in, invested in commerce, you can meet in one every day. If you have a hundred zuz invested in agriculture, milcha, you'll have salt, v'chafura, and uh, sprouts. Not only that, you're going to have to sleep on your land to guard it that no one takes it away from you. And, umarami tigri. And, merchants are going to fight with you. They're going to, you're going to get into disputes. In other words, commerce is better than working the land. Now this seems to be somewhat of a contradiction because now it's saying that business is a better investment than real estate. Listen to the next Gemara. Amra Papa, Zara Vilay Tisban. You're better off planting your own food and not buying it. Even though the expenditures are the same, what you grow in your own field will be more blessed. Some say because what you, bl- what you buy in the store is already counted 
And in Habracha Matsuya Badavar Hamanoi. Blessing is not found in something that's counted. So Zovin Vloitezel. Sell your furniture to invest and don't become poor. In other words, you're better off to sell even your your household property to be able to do business than to become poor. Says the Gemara, Hanimili Bistakia. That's if you want to sell a mat, avaglima, but clothing loy, not avaglima loy misramile. That that will not. Uh, maybe if you sell your clothing, you might not ever encounter good clothing like that. Now the Gemara gives us the best piece of advice we could prob- possibly have, and that is never do construction. Avoid construction like the plague, unless. Construction is going to deplete your money. It's going to end up costing a hundred times more than you thought. Says the Gemara, Tum Tashbits. If there's a hole in the wall, stuff it up and don't plaster. In other words, don't stuff it up, but don't make the hole bigger and put in more wall and add to if, uh, Fill in that wall and plaster. Better just stuff it off. But, better to plaster that wall than to take down the whole thing. In other words, the Gemara says, Shapoitz v'leitivni. And if you don't want to do that, so then, plaster a little bit, but don't take down that wall and rebuild it. Why? Shekal if you're involved in construction, one will become poor. <coughs> Avoid construction. Says the Gemara, If you have an opportunity to buy land, jump at it. It's interesting. So the Gemara seems to be against working the land, but owning the land is good. It's good to own land. It's not good to work the land, and it's not good to do construction. But owning the land is a good thing. Jump at it. Always jump at buying land. However, don't jump at getting married. Okay? Don't confuse your field and your wife. Even though you're not a man without a, a wife, and you're not a man without a field, make sure you know which one is which. Jump to buy land. Don't jump to marry a woman. Nasiv be patient. Make sure she's not argumentative. Check her out. Now the Gemara says another thing. Marry a woman of lower social standing than yourself. Go down a level and get married. So, oh, what do you mean? I come from a royal family and my wife, her family, they're, they're very you know simple. Oh, that's a good shidduch. Because the last thing you want is for her to be, come from the royal family and you come from simpletons and the moment you get angry, uh, get married, she's going to have expectations from you and make your life miserable for the rest of your life. So you want her to come from social sta- lower social standing. By the way, I want someone to say for Tamei and Hagim, where do we learn this from? Because God's our chasan and we're the kala. And look, He settled for us. So therefore, from here we learn the chasan should settle for a woman of lower social standing. In fact, by Matan Torah, it says, Vayered Hashem, God came down. 
Go down a level and marry a woman. Even the trap on the words, God came down. Break the ladder and go down. Okay. However, Go up a level and choose a friend. Get friends who are in higher social standing because they'll act more um, refined and you will learn from their behavior as the Rambam writes, a person is affected by their social milieu. Okay. Amar Rebelazar Baravina. The same way we said before that no blessing comes to the world only because of the Jewish people. Ein Puranus Punishment does not come to the world only on account of the Jewish people. Shenemar Hechrad. Now, what does it mean punishment does not come to the world only on account of the Jewish people? What it means is to scare us that we should do tshuva. In other words, if you hear there was a tsunami in the Far East, it's a message to other Jewish people. God only brings punishment to the world. In other words, when we heard there was COVID-19 in China, it was a message for the Jewish people that we should do tshuva before it gets any closer. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says in I cut down the nations, Nashamu Pinoisam, I caused their towers to be desolate, I destroyed their streets. and the Pasik says, Amarti, I thought, only that they should fear me, Tikhi Moser and and take Moser. Rav have a miftamirabhia. Rav was a student of Rav Chia. Rav took leave from Rav Chia. So the Gemara says, Amar Rav Chia said to Rav, Rachmano letzlach The merciful one should protect you from something worse than death. God save you from something worse than death. Rav said, Miko Is there something worse than death? Nafak Rav went out, duck. He investigated Ashkach. Yeah. There is something worse than death. A bad wife is worse than death. I found worse than death a woman. So Rav Chia told Rav, "Do me. I just want you to know, God should save you from something worse than death, from a bad wife." Now, I guess Rav Chizda knew who Rav was married to. Rav, have a kometsar ledebisu. Rav's wife got under his skin. Rav's wife was annoying. Caused him distress. When Rav would say, make me lentils, she made him peas. Make me peas, she made lentils. Basically, whatever Rav wanted, she did the opposite. When Chia, the son of Rav, got older, he was a Chacham. So, uh, when the mother said, what does your father want? He flipped it around. He said, ah, if he wanted peace, he said he wanted lentils. So his father would get peas. If he said, father said, I want lentils, he would say, well, he wants peas, so he'd get lentils. Apichla, he flipped it for her. Amalei, he said, ah, Baruch Hashem, Yal Yalach Imach. It's good after all these years, of ma- after seven years of marriage, your mother improved. Amarle, he said, no, sorry, she's just as rotten. I know who the pichna. I'm the one who 
use this clever trick. Amarle, oh, he said, ah, I should have figured that one out a long time ago myself. Amarle, hainu de ka'amri this is what, what people say, denafak minach taima malapach. The one that comes from you could teach you a lesson or two. Sometimes the son is smarter than the father. Abchia says, I should have thought of that trick, but he said, my, my, my son, you should not do this because you're training yourself to lie. You can't say, Daddy wants peas if I want legumes. You can't say, Daddy wants legumes if I want peas. You shouldn't do this. Like the Pasuk says. In other words, even though technically you're allowed to lie, and this would have saved the peace, but that's only upon occasion. But to um, consistently lie, to consistently lie, to be able to sort of get what you want, that is not uh, appropriate. Um, and therefore, you should not train yourself to do this. They trained their tongues to speak falsehood. They wore out with iniquity. So don't think Rav Chia told Rav, you know, God should save you something worse than death, and that's a bad wife. Don't think Rav Chia had it easy either. Rab Chia's wife also caused him distress. So it's a little bit of a pella over here. The Gemara said earlier, Zacha Azrasa, if someone's Zacha, the wife helps you. So why were these great men, Rav and Rab Chia, not Zacha, to have an Isha that, that would uh, help them? Ki have a Mishkach Midi. So Rav Chia's wife caused him distress. Nevertheless, when Rav Chia would find something, he would wrap it up in his handkerchief, and he would bring it to her. Even though she was miserable to him, he got her good stuff. Rav said, what do you mean? She bothers you. And Rav Chia said, wait a second. You have to look at the big picture over here. In the overall scheme of things... I owe her big time. Isn't it enough? She raises our children. And she saves us from bad thoughts and from our rayos. And therefore, that alone outweighs any even intentional negativity that uh, she offers me. And the Rebchia therefore had an overall pleasant and positive outlook to his wife seeing the overall good that she does for him um, sort of outweighs whatever negativity there was. Okay, everyone, thank you very much for joining. We will, as Hashem, continue tomorrow night, regular time. And uh, wishing you all a great evening. Call Tov. Bye-bye. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.